2: where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Thank
3: you so much to all of you who support us on Patreon. Realize we haven't updated this in a while, so I'm going to do a big shout-out here to all of our new supporters. Thank you again to all of you who already support the show and some of you who've actually increased your support. That's been very much appreciated. So... Uh, Thank you to Phil Sanford, Russ Friedwald, Doug Batesel, Jeff Hadley, Chris Eve, Scott Barber, Andrew Buxbaum, Ben Wolfe, Michael Turner, our friend Lee DeGeorge, and Juliet Falla. So thank you again so much. Uh, we really appreciate the support. And to those of you who've already gotten your Triviality stickers, please uh, shoot us a message or put them on Facebook and Twitter. We would love to see what you ended up doing with those.
1: Little fellow, you must have given up the hope of living. Uh-uh. On the contrary, I do not let the word death bother me.
2: Same here, baby. Then what are you waiting for? (laughs) Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your
3: hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
0: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I will be your host today. Joining me in the studio as always is Neil, Ken, and Jeff. How are you guys doing today? Okay. Sorry, I think
4: you woke me up with your very energetic intro there,
0: Matt. <laughs> I'm trying a new thing.
4: Yeah, Matt's, Matt's uh, taking some happy pills and and uh, I don't think they've kicked in yet. Yeah, we uh, we sprang ahead uh, yeah. last night and... Uh, it's it's hurt it's yeah we're on rumspringer uh we're allowed to uh interact with normal people
0: i'm very enthusiastic about the extra hour of sunlight i assume we're going to be getting at some point in time
4: uh jeff jeff is just silent over here he's uh he's has some color in his face finally uh with the sun so he came out of his crypt <laughs> I, I always have color in my face i'm uh i'm usually bright red yeah so daylight savings matt did that affect you this morning
0: Oh no! Uh, I'm, you know, in my line of work, I'm used to waking up at 4 a.m. So what's another hour? I don't, I don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> all right. Um, so today we have a game of death, um, where our contestant will be trying to rise up the pagoda one on one versus all members of Triviality. Um, so let's meet that guest, Dan Lundberg. How are you doing
2: today? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me back. I'm, uh, I'm honored to be here.
4: Yeah, it's, it was a, a pleasure to have you on the show last time, and it was supposed to be a game of death, and it didn't uh, didn't work out. I think Matt actually uh, was uh, sailing in the Poconos, um, but uh, we, we uh, wanted to make sure you, we had you back, and uh, after meeting you at Geek Bowl, which was such a pleasure, uh, we had to make sure that we expedited it, and uh, we're happy to have
2: you here. Oh, I had so much fun at that meetup. That was amazing time. You all put on a great, great show that day. Thank you so much for that.
4: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was it was fun. When we got there, uh, one thing that we didn't say in the uh, the recording, you know, we had so much fun at uh, at uh, Sister Sorrel, But uh, when we got there, we we figured there was going to be like a long table, something we set up on our normal podcast setup. And uh, when it was just sort of those high tables, we're like, oh, what's gonna what's gonna happen now? But we, I think it actually helped because we had to stand up, we had to hold the mics, and it. Uh, a little more interactive I think which was what we wanted anyway so I think it turned out really well
2: yeah it was it was a it was a really good time it it was one of the highlights of my weekend to be sure oh thank you for
0: that Cause yeah I, probably because I wasn't there that would have <laughs> dragged it down a little bit um yeah so you know so far the guys are undefeated in these games of death uh feeling a little nervous today though maybe
4: I I'm I'm feeling nervous <laughs> and it's not because of my uh my recent uh blood report that I just got back so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling uh,
5: okay. Not nervous, just mm-hmm. uh, just exhausted. Zen, I've got I've Zen got some
3: wood I'm going to go knock on, but the truth is, I mean, we're going to lose at some point.
4: So uh. Yeah, we welcome it, and Ken and I normally don't have glasses on, so we both have glasses on today and not contacts, which does mm-hmm. not bode well for us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm tapping into Zen Ken, which yeah. is my alternate personality of right. being so
5: over-exhausted that... Uh, mm-hmm. The, the gut answers are usually yeah. the best there's no there's no thinking
4: just gut i will say for good luck though today i wore my jack burton big trouble in little china
0: t-shirt <laughs> to hopefully help us with a little bit of uh, a little zen magic all right so the game of death is played where a contested faces are triviality hosts one on three uh they will be working together in the mid and final rounds uh in the individual rounds they'll go one on one in categories of their strength um, in the fourth round, Dan will get to choose the category in an effort to make up some points. Um, as well as the final round, he will get to choose five of the ten categories that I have provided for him. All right, round one will be Neil versus Dan in movies, television, and a little bit of pop culture. You guys ready?
2: Yeah, sure. I was <laughs> When I heard that Matt was hosting this one, I thought, oh boy, I gotta go against Neil in movies, not my uh not my forte. How does it feel to be staying at the foot of the pagoda, Neil?
4: Um, I don't know. I haven't been at this level before. I usually like, um, you know, preparing, uh, you know, stretching, doing some push-ups, and everything. Uh, by the time someone gets to me, so starting off, uh, I'm either just going to get wrecked terribly, or hopefully put you guys in a good position. But uh, as it is right now, I do not like being at the front of the lines. I would not have been. Uh, received while uh, in the troops during the Civil War. I would not have been in the front lines. I would have been on a horse or behind a cannon.
3: You would have been great on D-Day then.
4: <laughs> I would have been the guy in Saving
0: Private Ryan who just he just goes down right away as soon as the door opens. So, <laughs> right. Well, that sounds like a good enough segue into question one. In the 2002 Sam Raimi Spider-Man, in an effort to make some cash using his newfound ability to do whatever a spider can, he enters a contest to last three minutes with wrestler Bonesaw, portrayed by this real-life
2: pro grappler. Yeah, I'm in. All right, <laughs> I, I, I I come think, on, man. <laughs> what you, what you I doing? think you mean
4: Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: got two
1: for three minutes. <laughs>
2: so, are are you in, Neil? Uh, I'm in as well. Yeah. All right, uh, Dan. What did you say? I would say that that uh, that was our good friend, the Macho Man. And Neil. Uh, That is uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes, that would
0: be Randy Macho Man Savage. Uh, Also, just a side note, don't search Bonesaw without adding Spider-Man. There is an adult horror movie (laughs) named Bonesaw. There is. That I uh, I ended up seeing some clips of at the local Starbucks. Yeah, ended up seeing some <laughs> yeah. clips of. Right. It's so. Well, once it hits play, you it, can't stop. It
2: auto loads so fast. Yeah, you didn't have to click on the links. Uh,
4: yeah, Matt uh, before he came here said he was at Starbucks doing his questions, and the power went out. But I, I have a feeling the power didn't go out, and he was just enthralled in bone saw.
0: I think that that's a good enough point to move on to question two. Uh, points for both teams then. What two thousand and six cult classic almost lost one of its stars when the studio wanted to change the name to Pacific Air One Twenty One? Iman.
2: Yeah, you're into my uh, to my dead zone of movies. There, once I uh, once I got married, I kind of stopped seeing movies, and uh...
0: that seems like that'll happen. Yeah, outside of maybe The Notebook a couple times, and uh, that, yeah. is that your
2: personal list? The Notebook and Kate and Leopold.
0: Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, well, that's
2: all I've seen. Oh, uh, 2006. That goes back. I'm I'm going to go in with a guess here. Um, I'm going to say the Sam Jackson pick, Snakes on a Plane. Okay, you're going with
0: Snakes on a Plane. And Neil, what did you say? I went with the same, Snakes on a Plane. Yep, the correct. Whoa. And the answer is Snakes on a Plane. Oh.
4: Uh, so it's a funny story about that. Um, the director of that, David R. Ellis, uh, I was developing a script with him with my friend dave and it was a horror um slasher movie that's supposed to be like from the 80s we worked on it for a couple months and he was super super nice really really great guy and uh, as the script was getting pushed through um we were sort of in the final stages of him taking it to different actors and actresses and stuff and and then unfortunately and tragically he died oh wow and then uh I I messaged his agent and I was like hey I know David you know passed away I didn't know what you wanted to do with this project and uh he's like oh we're just we're not gonna do anything with that anymore (laughs) so terrible but uh really great guy though by the way so David R. yeah he directed Cellular and Final Destination 2 and 4
0: yeah I was gonna make a fun anecdote about Sam Jackson being afraid of snakes but it feels inappropriate so we're gonna move on at that point (laughs) fair (laughs) enough so so two for two for both teams so far um moving on to question three This 1994 movie, based on a true story, stars a Coppola and an actress who was previously directed by a Coppola in a movie written by a Coppola. Here's a tip. Think New York. That's a lot. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot there. So it stars a Coppola. Correct.
4: And it stars a Coppola. It has an actress who was directed by a Coppola.
2: Yes. and And was directed by a Coppola.
0: This movie was not directed by a Coppola. The actress was previously directed by a Coppola. That movie was written by a Coppola
2: so many different ways to go
0: with
5: this there's only like six to eight of them to choose from so luckily the coppola family is not very prolific uh, in directing so it's a pretty small
2: pool and i'm coming close to tapping out on this
3: if if my joke answer ends up being right on this i'm going to lose my mind
2: i mean there's there's no movies that actually take place in new york so i, I... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it seems like the difficulty amped up pretty quickly for you guys
2: um i've got an educated guess I'm gonna lock in okay. with Dan is in um, okay I'm in
0: all right uh, Neil what did you say leaving Las Vegas okay and Dan
2: I said it could happen to you with uh, Nick Cage and Bridget Fonda and the correct answer is
0: it could happen to you oh my gosh <laughs> with Nick Cage and Bridget Fonda great job Dan I, I... Oh very surprised you are able to pull it didn't sound like you had anything there
2: i i was i, I latched on to nick cage at the very end mm-hmm. and then started going back into uh his filmography and I, I i i have some some memories based on life events of when some okay. some of his movies came out and I just had to work my way back on that one. Yeah. I That was a total guess, though.
0: Yeah. I was hoping Tip would lead you there, because the thing was it was a lottery oh, ticket tip. Oh, I wasn't yeah. I,
4: I was even thinking about that. Yeah. I, I knew uh, I knew it was Nick Cage, and I couldn't think of um, the other films, because it's Fonda, right? Yeah, Bridget Fonda yeah.
0: was in Godfather 2? Probably 3, I think. Maybe yeah, 3. Yeah, but. she was directed by Sophia in a movie that was written by Francis Ford. So, All right, so points for Dan, and... No points for Neil, so he's up three to two in this round. Okay, my luck's
2: got to run out soon here.
0: (laughs) All right, uh, question four. Which Oscar host said during the telecast, Jack Palance has just bungee jumped off the Hollywood sign after a particularly impressive display of strength from the character actor? I'm in. Okay. Uh,
2: See, I would have said Billy Crystal for that, but I think that this was Billy Crystal's film, so I don't think he was hosting it at that point trying to think who else hosted back then because he did a lot of them all right i'm gonna i'm i'm just gonna throw a flyer out there because he did it one year and it was widely panned but uh i loved it I, i'm gonna go with david letterman
0: okay you're locking in with david letterman what did you say neil oh uma and oprah um i, I went billy crystal and the answer is billy crystal uh, ah! billy, <laughs> billy crystal was was very much in love with the jack palance uh being a doing feats of strength and things. Like yeah, that. usually any time you know it's not Bob Hope, it's Billy Crystal most of the
2: time. In trivia, <laughs> yeah, at I, least. I talked myself out of that one because of the uh, connection between Jack Palance and and Billy Crystal in City Slickers.
5: Now that they they don't have uh, Jack Palance doing feats of strength anymore, I always look forward to uh, when they take Spartacus out and he comes and says a few
0: words. I think we all appreciate that. All right. Question five. In 2014, this show finally had its entire run released on DVD with the long delay courtesy of the difficulty in securing music rights for a lot of episodes. I'm
4: I'm locked in. So it needs to be a a show with a lot of music, obviously, uh, and well-known music. Not too good on TV. Um, I'm going to same thing with It Happened to You. I knew that one. I just couldn't pull it. Um, I'm I'm tapping.
0: Oh, tapping from Neil.
2: Um, see, I I have a memory of this show being really delayed coming out on DVD. I mean, like way delayed, like 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said The Wonder Years.
0: The correct answer is The Wonder Years. So points for Dan there um yeah the i mean even with the theme song i believe that there was some issues getting the actual version um and there was there was popular music in pretty much every single episode which is very hard for them to license so after round one we have dan with a score of 40 team triviality with a score of 30. Uh, how do you feel coming after round one?
2: Oh man i'm i'm shaking right now after a couple of those um <laughs> i have i had no business scoring 40 that round um
0: yeah, well, I mean, sometimes that's how it works. Uh.
2: I could see myself pulling the uh, snakes on a plane again, but mm-hmm. I, honestly, I think the stars aligned to get it could happen to you. So,
5: <laughs> My question uh, following that round is, do we have more scratch paper? Because Neil basically wrote on all the margins <laughs> of the <this> sheet, <laughs> and now we don't have anywhere else to write.
0: Well, we're just going to assume that uh, Ken's just going to know all these right away and there'll be no need for scratch paper. That's usually
4: how I do it. (laughs) I'm really going to be upset because I own It Happened to You on DVD and uh, that just makes me so, so angry. I knew it was Nick Cage right away. Just the wording threw me off. Matt knows that that a a complicated collection of words just will throw me off like an Achilles' heel. Yeah. The one person in America that owns it happens to you. (laughs) It happened to you, and it could happen happen to you. you. I have it happen to you, and it happened one night, and that's
0: my double feature for tonight. Uh, Perfect. All right, so we're moving into Ken's level of the pagoda, um, which has kind of turned into a hodgepodge of different things. Yeah, that's not fair. That I think Ken likes. It's not fair. (laughs) It's not fair. Uh, But that's okay. All right, question one. Darknut, Octorok, and Keese are classic enemies in this video game series. I'm I'm locking in.
5: I'm going to, I kind of have to guess on this one, so I'm in too.
0: All right, uh, Ken, what did you say?
5: I know uh, Mega Man series had a nice uh, plethora of villains, Mm -hmm. so I went with Mega Man.
0: Okay, and Dan? I have no idea, so (laughs) I said Fallout. All right. Well, the answer is actually Legend, Legend of Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. Um, keys are what the bats are called in every single oh. one of the games. Uh, Octorocks, the thing that shoots the rocks at you. Um, and the Darknuts were the knights in the first game, I
5: believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, did, I, yeah. I was mostly an um, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask uh. one, so I'm sure the keys were in there, but the um, other one's probably The other not one's probably not.
2: I have a video game-sized blind spot, in my <laughs> trivia knowledge.
0: All right, good to, re- good to know for next time. I'll make sure to, <laughs> to pepper in a couple more. <laughs> then. All right. That's
2: not going to be my category at the end, by the
0: way. Yeah, a little spoilers. you're not picking video games as your category. No. All right, question two. Fluent in over six million languages, this character would have no problem working as a translator anywhere from India to Endor.
2: Yeah, I'm locked in on that. Yeah, me too.
0: All right. Uh, Ken, what did you say? I believe that's uh, C3PO. And Dan?
2: Yes, that is C-3PO. He's, uh, he's actually fluent in 7 million now. Oh, they've Since added they've yeah, added a million languages? <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> All right. Was that installed on his red arm?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, the answer is C-3PO. So points for both teams. Nice. Question three. Which American landmark is named for a wall that was built to protect the Dutch against attacks from pirates and various Native American tribes and to keep other potential dangers out of the establishment? That's pretty tough. Um, okay. I have
5: something that I feel is in the right area, perhaps.
2: You said it's a landmark. Mm-hmm. It's a wall built in Holland, which means I'm assuming it's going to have more of a Dutch name to it. All my landmarks don't have anything like that in their names. Um, all right. I'm just, I'm just going to throw it out there and hope that, uh, that there was a wall in Holland named Rushmore and say Mount Rushmore.
0: Okay, locking in with Mount Rushmore?
2: Sure. Why not? What
0: would you say, Ken?
5: I was more under the impression that, uh, you know, since there was a lot of Dutch settlers, it would have been, you know, more local. Now that I've written my answer, I know it's probably wrong because uh, this is in our great state of Illinois. Uh, I wrote Fort Dearborn.
0: All right. Well, Ken was actually on the right track. It was in uh, America to protect the Dutch colony. Uh, It's actually Wall Street um Mm. oh yeah yep (laughs) so they built wall street to keep out pirates and the native americans
4: please don't intrude on me vader please (laughs)
0: okay (laughs) and i wrote that question just to get neil's dutch voice in there which is vaguely german (laughs) it's getting there all right uh so no points there unfortunately um so we'll move on to question four abraham lincoln was the tallest president at six foot four which virginian president was the shortest coming in at about a foot shorter
2: I'm going to lock in on this one. I'm not going to be able to get anywhere else with it. so. Okay. Yeah, I think
5: I know this one. Um, this is kind of a fact that comes up a little bit. I might be confusing it a little bit, but we'll, we'll see. I'm locked in. All
0: right, Ken, what did you say? I think
5: uh, Madison was the shortest president. All
2: right, and Dan? I also said Madison.
5: answer is James Madison. Yeah, I was concerned
2: it might, was maybe uh, Monroe. Monroe, and I yeah. was confusing the
5: two, but no, it was Madison.
2: Yeah. For the longest time, I thought that Jefferson was the tallest, so I was thinking Jefferson-Madison went, went from tallest to shortest, and then when I realized that Lincoln was actually taller, it uh, it kind of threw off my little mnemonic device there, but I still remember it.
3: Yeah, Six-four is pretty tall. Well, yeah. um, Weirdly, um, all of the presidents this century are over six
0: foot. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, Good for them. <laughs> moving on to question five. Raku is a type of pottery most associated... With which kind of Japanese ceremony? Can you spell Raku? Yep. R-A-K-U. Not to be confused with Roku, which is my streaming of All choice. Right. I'm,
2: I'm just, I'm just going to lock in with a, a pure guess. Yeah, okay. me too.
0: All right, Ken, what'd you say?
5: Well, when you say ceremony, I think uh, tea ceremonies, though. It could be wedding, funeral, something like that, but I, I went with a tea ceremony.
0: Okay, and Dan?
2: I also went with a tea ceremony.
5: The answer is tea ceremony good job guys so after that we both increased by 30 points and uh we both got the same questions right and wrong Perfect. So that brings our total to 60 and Dan's to 70. All right. Following that round, we just want to pause a second and uh, talk to Dan a little bit. Uh, Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself for the uh, audience who might not know you as well as we do?
2: Yeah, I I realized listening to my last episode that I was on, I really didn't introduce myself all that much. So I'm um, living in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. I'm originally from the Minneapolis, Minnesota area. Had a uh, and a good run there before my uh, my wife's job moved out here. So we uh, we came out here, and I'm having I'm, I'm liking it here. I fell hard into the trivia scene here. Mm-hmm. Um, met up with some really fun people. Uh, my teammates uh, Mike uh, Cameron and Phil Sanford, um, both down here. We uh, we have a lot of fun with with that. Uh, I got into trivia by being invited by my sister to a trivia night. I'd, I'd never been to one before. Um, and she never actually showed up to it. My, um, my, my brother and I and our wives all went um, to this show. And uh, we ended up breaking the record for the highest score that they'd seen. Oh, so, Do you think your sister we, uh, would have
0: hindered that score Didn't didn't work out? Oh, she, she, didn't show. she wasn't
2: actually going to play with us. She oh. was going to play on a different team. Um, oh. But my brother and his wife were from out of town and my wife has no desire to actually go back. So I had to go back and. Played by myself for a while until I finally fell in with the team. It was a lot of fun, and it, it hooked me.
0: Yeah, it, I always it, considered playing trivia by myself, but felt like I didn't want to end in last place. <laughs> so I just <laughs> never, never have done it.
2: So, Dan,
4: um, how how good do you guys feel uh, as a Vikings fan about uh, possibly
2: having Kirk Cousins as your starting quarterback? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think quarterback play is what lost us the, uh, the NFC championship game. I think we hit a hot team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, unfortunately,
0: the correct answer is you like that?
5: Is the quarterback the one who throws the ball? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I I just feel like adding Kirk Cousins is just adding another one of the three quarterbacks we already have on the team. I, I don't think it makes us markedly better. Um I don't know. I think they might be overpaying.
0: All right. And that is your Vikings Minute, our new reoccurring segment we're going to have every single week.
4: Regardless if you know anything about the Vikings. (laughs) Could be regular Vikings, too. Historical Vikings.
0: Historical Vikings. There's a lot of different Vikings. Spacecraft
2: Vikings. Viking Viking ranges. There's there's those. Yeah,
0: I could see that, too. All right. Moving into the swing round. Um, Today, I have 10 questions for you. Uh, They are going to be worth 10 points for Dan and 5 points for Team Triviality because they're going to be able to work together. I hope you guys have pen and paper because there's going to be a little bit of math involved. today. Today's swing round is called sports ball maths, which is probably not good for the three gentlemen in the studio. Um, how this is going to work is I'm going to give you some numbers. You do the math. Uh, Catches, you need to know these famous players' players' numbers to solve them. Are you guys ready? No. <laughs> All right. Number one, Kobe Bryant's Lakers numbers plus Kobe Bryant's Oscar wins, equals this number, the number of another Laker Hall of Famer. Alright, Paul Pierce's number, minus Larry Bird's number, gives you this number, the number of titles Paul Pierce won in his career. Number three, take Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s current car and divide by his previous car to get this number, which is currently driven by Denny Hamlin. Number four, Take Wayne Gretzky's King's number and subtract Mario Lemieux's number to get this number worn by legendary goaltender Patrick Waugh. Number five. Take Super Bowl champion Alshon Jeffrey's number and subtract Tom Brady's number to get this number, the number of Super Bowl wins by the Patriots. Number six. Take Michael Jordan's Birmingham Barons number subtract Scottie Pippen's number and it gets you this number worn by Jordan himself when his jersey was stolen one night. Number seven. Take Babe Ruth's number and multiply it by Roger Maris' number to get this number, the number of Yankee titles. Number eight. Take LeBron James' Miami number multiplied by Chris Bosh's Miami number to get this number, the number of consecutive finals that LeBron James has been to. Number nine. Take Gilbert Arenas plus Andre Drummond plus Kevin Love in Cleveland plus Olden Polonies plus Russell Westbrook plus Robert Parrish, to get this number. Number 10. Take Barry Bonds' giant number, add Sammy Sosa's cub number, add Mark McGuire's cardinal number to get this number, too short of the all-time home run record in a season that Barry Bonds currently holds. And here they are one more time. Kobe Bryant's Lakers numbers, plus Kobe Bryant's Oscar wins, equals this number, the number of another Laker Hall of Famer. Alright, Paul Pierce's number, minus Larry Bird's number, gives you this number, the number of titles Paul Pierce won in his career. Number three. Take Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s current car and divide by his previous car to get this number, which is currently driven by Denny Hamlin. Number four. Take Wayne Gretzky's King's number and subtract Mario Lemieux's number to get this number worn by legendary goaltender Patrick Waugh. Number five. Take Super Bowl champion Alshon Jeffrey's number and subtract Tom Brady's number to get this number, the number of Super Bowl wins by the Patriots. Number six. Take Michael Jordan's Birmingham Barons number, subtract Scottie Pippen's number, and it gets you this number worn by Jordan himself when his jersey was stolen one night. Number seven. Take Babe Ruth's number and multiply it by Roger Maris' number to get this number, the number of Yankee titles. Number eight. Take LeBron James' Miami number multiplied by Chris Bosh's Miami number to get this number, the number of consecutive finals that LeBron James has been to. Number nine. Take Gilbert Arenas plus Andre Drummond plus Kevin Love in Cleveland plus Olden Polonies plus Russell Westbrook plus Robert Parrish to get this number. Number 10. Take Barry Bonds' giant number, add Sammy Sosa's cub number, add Mark McGuire's cardinal number to get this number, too short of the all-time home run record in a season that Barry Bonds currently holds. Want to learn how
1: you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast.
4: Oh, so Kobe was eight, and he was 24, which is 32. He won one Oscar just recently, so it'd be 33. Okay. Yeah,
5: I have no idea about any of these. So Do you know enough. Paul Pierce's number?
4: Well, Paul Pierce, I'm guessing Paul Pierce is probably like 34, because he probably, the Celtics only won once recently, right, with Kevin Garnett and stuff? Could be. He's was on, he the, he's the, on team? the Celtics, right? I, I have no idea. I, I thought I Paul think Pierce he's... was on the Clippers. Oh, I don't know. I, I, would say 30, I would say one. One, yeah. I'm fine with that. I mean, because I, I don't know. That's
3: fine. Alshon Jeffrey's still playing as 17 then?
4: Alshon Jeffrey's 17, yeah. He
3: still is? Even with the Eagles? I think so. Okay.
4: I I mean, unless he's... Because okay, he was 17 on the Bears. He was. I That's why I was thinking he kept his number, but maybe he didn't.
3: Because um, have the Patriots won Super Bowls not with Tom Brady?
4: I don't think they've ever won. They lost to the Bears.
3: When did they lose to the Bears?
4: 85.
3: Okay. But did they win? I feel like Robert Kraft won a title before
4: Brady. With um, I'm saying Brady's think, won five. I, I think he's only won five, though.
3: Drew Bledsoe never won one. No,
4: no, because oh, Brady
3: came in and replaced Bledsoe and won. Brady that year. replaced okay.
4: Bledsoe when they beat the yeah. the Oakland Raiders.
3: Okay, so you're probably right. So seventeen minus twelve is five. I think we
4: can agree on that. I'm, I'm almost positive. I don't think they would have won. The only the only thing I would have known I'm not old enough if, is if they would have won before they lost to the Bears. But I don't think they won one. Fair enough, because everyone they sucked forever, and now they've been okay. great. Um what was Pippin's
3: number? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Do we have a guess for Yankees championships?
4: Well, it's got to be in the twenties. It's got to be like between twenty-one and. I don't
3: know if it's that high.
4: I, it, well, all right. Well, it's Roger Maris, right? Yeah, he's he's one through ten because, uh, in the movie sixty-one, that Billy Crystal directed, it was, it was about the race between Roger, Roger Maris and. Um, mickey mantle mickey mantle was seven i want to say roger maris was like nine so 18
3: yankees championships yeah that sounds about right
4: okay um oh yeah sorry so russell westbrook i'm pretty sure is zero um oh he could be and who's the other people do you have their names no i think don't. they're all zero or at least one at least many of them are zero Oh, okay then we're
3: we'll zero that's fine and then the other one was the um barry bonds plus sammy sosa plus mark mcguire Okay, is so two less than the current record?
4: It's it's between sixty eight and seventy two, and I can't remember. It's you said seventy one.
3: I said I thought it was maybe seventy three,
0: but maybe that's what it's to break.
4: Oh, that's possible.
0: All right. It looks like everyone is locked in after much discussion, much much discussion. Um, all right. So for number one, for Kobe Bryant, uh, what did you get with Dan?
2: Um, I had uh, eight plus twenty four plus one for
0: thirty three. And Jeff. Uh, we had the exact same math, 33. 33 is correct. All right, number two. Um, Dan, what did you have for Pierce minus Bird?
2: Um, Scott, please forgive me if I got this one wrong, but I, th- I think it's 34 minus 33 for one. Okay,
0: and Jeff? We also have one Paul Pierce title. All right, the answer is one. All right, for number three, what do you guys know about NASCAR? Dan?
2: I live in Charlotte, so I'm going to get dragged out of town if I don't get this one right. <laughs> um, yeah, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, drives the 88 car right now, and he previously drove the 8 when it was uh, when he was at uh, Earnhardt Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be 11, which is the car that uh, da- Denny Hanlon drives. All
3: right. And Jeff? Uh, we were thinking uh, 3 and 45, which I think actually may have been seniors numbers. So we got 15 on
0: that one. Oh, just a little off there. I believe the senior was three his whole career could
2: have been for four number four.
0: Um, So Wayne Gretzky minus Mario
3: Lemieux. Well, we knew Gretzky was ninety nine. We thought Mario Lemieux was eighty nine. So we said ten for Patrick Waugh.
2: Okay, And Dan, I'm doubting my answer on this one now. I I was going back and forth between Lemieux being seventy seven and sixty six. I took 77 and said 22, but as we were reading these again after I locked in, I I seemed to have a flash of Patrick Waugh being 33, Uh, but I did lock in at 22.
0: Okay, well, Lemieux was 66, uh, making Patrick Waugh 33. Uh, (laughs) Number five, uh, Super Bowl champions. Uh, Jeff, what'd you
3: say? Uh, So, um, unless also Jeffrey's changed his number since he was in Chicago, we're pretty sure he's still 17 with the Eagles. Tom Brady is 12, leaving five Patriots
0: Super Bowl titles. And Dan?
2: Yeah, I had to go at this one from the uh, Patriots titles angle and said five.
0: All right, five is correct. All right, Michael Jordan in minor league baseball. Jeff, what did you say? Uh, we felt that Jordan famously kept his number
3: 45 when he played minor league baseball. Uh, Scotty Pippen being 33, leaves a stolen jersey number of 12. And Dan?
2: Yeah, I, I took a flyer on him wearing forty five, and that's why he took forty five when he came back from retirement. So, yeah, that uh, that answer would be twelve then. Twelve is correct.
0: <laughs> Yankee titles, Jeff. What do you got? Uh, we we had no idea.
3: Uh, we thought maybe Babe Ruth was three, and Roger Maris was six. Uh, multiply them together, we got eighteen Yankees championships, which doesn't sound unreasonable. All right, and Dan
2: um roger maris was number nine which gives them 27 titles wow
0: 27 titles for the yankees i told you it was 27 i had a, I had a gut feeling there <laughs>
4: the yankees are just a, an unstoppable force yeah which money will help you do
0: <laughs> all right uh lebron james math uh jeff what did you guys say uh so we
3: said uh lebron is six uh sneaky you multiplied it by one for chris bosh uh
0: six consecutive finals finishes for lebron and dan
2: yeah that's uh that, that's six. Yep,
0: six is the answer. Um, all right, um, question nine. Dan, what did you, you come up with that?
2: Well, I originally had said zero, thinking they were all zeros, and then I remembered that Robert Parrish was double zero, so I said double zero for my answer.
0: <laughs> all right, and Jeff?
3: Uh, well, yeah, we said, uh, we said there's no way we could add all of these together, uh, so we said zero.
0: The answer is zero, and actually Old and Polonies was also double zero, so there's a couple double zeros in there um all right question 10 uh steroids and baseball jeff what did you guys say uh we we
3: didn't know for sure mcguire and sosa's numbers and bonds we argued about that for a while um but we were pretty sure that the either the the one to break or the current record was 73 so taking two back from that we said 71
2: all
0: right and
2: dan yeah i had to go at this one from the record as well because i wasn't coming up with either one of their jersey numbers <laughs> um and i'm positive that the number is 73 so we're going to go down to 71 yep
0: 25 plus 25 plus 21 gives you 71 so he's 25 not 35 okay i was thinking mcguire was 35 so after the swing round uh dan had a really great nine out of ten there um and with double points that's actually going to bring him up to 160 uh trivially not too bad seven which brings them to 95 so dan with a pretty big lead going into round three and round three will be jeff jeff you ready Uh, I don't think so, looking at this score. (laughs) All right. In round three, which will be Jeff, which kind of focuses on science and geography mostly. That's what we kind of be focusing on. Um, You ready, Dan?
2: I'm ready for the geography part. Can I have
0: five science questions, please?
2: Hold back the science questions, if you would.
0: Thank you. All right. Question one. In a litmus test, a test strip will turn this color to indicate an acid and this color to indicate a base. Uh, I'm locked
2: in. All right. I'm pretty sure that an acid will turn it pink and a base will turn it blue. So I'll go with that.
3: Okay. And Jeff? Uh, I agree with you. I said uh, blue and I put red, but yeah, yeah. pink.
0: <laughs> red or pink. It's it's in that hue. Uh, that is correct. So points for both teams. So you got the science right. You, you know what you're doing, Dan.
2: If all the science questions are on that level, then we'll be okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, the, my, my history here is to kind of ramp it up out of nowhere. So... <laughs> Uh, question two, which European country was the last to abolish serfdom, which was a major bummer for all the surfers of the Caspian Sea? You like that one, Ken? I'm locked in.
2: <laughs> you said European? Yes. You're. Hmm. Um, one of the questions I always have about when someone says European is what is the definition of Europe? Because it, it moves all over the place. Caspian Sea is mostly in Asia, so, um...
3: I don't necessarily think it's that problematic because I think by most reasonable definitions the country is considered European but
2: yeah I yeah I'm gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna matter how you change it Um, right I'm going with one of three so I don't know which one it's gonna be yet but I'm going with one of three did Jeff say he's locked in okay yeah um I'm there's one of three over there that I'm thinking about i'm i'm just gonna go azerbaijan and call it a day okay um that that's one of the ones
3: i was thinking of um the other one i thought it could be and this this one often comes up as far as um, being european um being in the lower Caucasus uh as far as mountain ranges are concerned um because there's like famously seven peaks um that you can climb and one of them is either in georgia or it's it's in the swiss alps depending on how you define europe um, so another one could be Georgia. Um, I just assumed, however, um, that this would be um, Russia. So
0: Yes, and the answer is Russia. Ah,
2: yeah, that makes sense. Wasn't, wasn't one of the three either. So.
0: <laughs> Question three. Alfred Nobel created the Nobel Prizes to leave a better legacy after reading an erroneous obituary, obituary condemning him for the creation of this item. I'm locked in.
2: I'm also going to lock in, but I guess I can talk it out. So uh, it was it was uh, it was dynamite that he that he mm-hmm. invented.
3: And Jeff, uh, trinitrotoluene, I believe it is, also mm-hmm. known as dynamite.
0: Dynamite is the answer. So points for both teams there. Question number four. Getting back to geography a little bit. Translated from old Persian for the fast one. This river runs through Baghdad.
2: Okay, I'm I'm in.
0: Okay. All right. Um, I don't know how Dan
3: feels about this one, but for me, this one's kind of a fifty-fifty Um, because I can't remember for sure which of these two runs through Baghdad. Um, But I'm going to say it's the
0: Euphrates. Okay. And Dan?
2: One of these days I'm going to put to memory which one of them goes through Baghdad. (laughs) But I also said the Euphrates.
0: (laughs) And what was the other option you guys were thinking? The Tigris. And the answer is the The Tigris. tigris. (laughs) I thought that one was a bit on the nose. (laughs) Uh, Wrong guess on the 50-50 there. All right. Question five. The Sargasso Sea is most notable for having this unique feature.
2: I'm locked in.
3: Ooh, I don't know this one offhand, um, but I
0: will, uh, I will lock in with a guess. Okay, and Dan, you seem pretty confident. What did you
2: say? Um, this has come up with the Sinister Six group a couple times lately. Um, it interestingly has no land borders to it
0: all right and Jeff what did you say uh I guessed uh that it was red (laughs) (laughs) yes it actually has no coastlines no no land borders uh it's surrounded by ocean currents um not sure how that qualifies as a sea but it does and that is the answer so points for Dan there I didn't realize that that was the name of that particular body of water All right. So in that lightning fast Jeff round, uh, 30 points for both teams, uh, bringing Dan all the way up to 190, triviality lagging behind a little bit at 125 as we move into Dan's round. Uh, So Dan was able to choose a topic of choice for this, uh, something he feels pretty confident in. And uh, what did you choose, Dan?
2: Well, I decided that I was going to not make it a surprise at all. And I decided (laughs) to keep tabletop games for this one. And um, I think think i'm going to leave neil out of this one.
0: Oh, oh you're showing sympathy uh, I'm for go neil between
2: the guys that know their tabletop games um so i'm gonna i'm gonna have alexa flip a coin and we'll figure out who's going <laughs> so heads will be jeff tails will be ken nice alexa flip a coin you got tails it's tails so it's going to be ken all, all right. right so
0: oh, alexa says that ken will be going against dan in tabletop gaming i feel
5: moderately comfortable yeah, Yeah, I'm not great on like rules of board games all the time, but uh, we'll see what happens.
0: All right, you guys ready for question one? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Question one. It. This game, first released in 1983, contains armies from the Lizardmen, Vampire Counts, and the Warriors of Chaos, amongst others.
2: I'm going to need those names again, please. Sure.
0: Uh, Lizardmen, Vampire Counts, and the Warriors of Chaos. What year? 1983.
2: I'm in. Um, wow. I'm going to have to, this one's actually a little bit, uh, outside of my knowledge, believe it or not. Mm. Um, 1983 would have been what? 35 years ago. That makes me feel so old. (laughs) I want to say that at the, uh, at the latest, um, Gen Con convention in Indianapolis that they had a, uh a big to do about a big anniversary for dungeons and dragons so i'm gonna i'm gonna lock in with dungeons and dragons
0: okay locked in with dungeons and dragons uh ken what did you say
2: yeah um Dungeons and
5: dragons isn't generally a game where large armies clash but i
2: believe warhammer is so i went with warhammer
0: and the answer yeah, that
2: makes sense too is warhammer
0: points for ken there yeah jeff nodding did you know that one
2: uh yeah i did I tend to stay away from the Warhammer universe altogether. So that's... I will say all
4: I knew about that question was I once puked at Gen Con. So <laughs> that's all I know.
5: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't play Warhammer, but it does seem like a bit of fun. So yeah. maybe I'll try it out.
0: I just always like looking at the figures, but I would not be interested in probably playing the actual game. Um, moving on to question two. This tabletop game was developed by a dental technician in the 1990s, inspired by his interest in Viking history. Also a favorite of Ben Wyatt.
2: You didn't give a specific year. You just said 1990s, right?
3: Yes. I guess I'm sort of upset that I'm not playing this round, but also
2: relieved. Um, very vague on the, on the clues there. I'm going to have to go with off of, a, off of Ben Wyatt. I, I think that this is going to be the Settlers of Catan. And Ken?
5: Yeah, that's what I had, too. I think it was developed by a um, guy, Klaus something. But I didn't. I don't have too much background on that uh, figure. But I think Ben Wyatt's Cones of Dunshire was loosely based on Settlers of Catan. I
3: actually, if I'm not mistaken, Matt, the reference here is they play this at Ben's bachelor party? Correct.
0: Uh, answer is Settlers of Catan. Uh, He he was a dental technician by trade, and he invented this game. Um, It was Klaus something. You're right there, Klaus Tuber, I think? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: good job, Klaus. Yeah, Klaus Tuber's right. Good job, Klaus. I could have given you that.
0: (laughs) Well, either way, points for you, and we're moving on to question three. The predecessor to this 1974 released game was known as Chainmail, before one of the creator's two-year-old daughters helped him land on the eventual name. That's a
5: tough one. I'm trying to think of... uh... Games where there might be um, like a message to be interpreted or something like that. I've been thinking about this for a little bit and I just can't think of anything, so just
2: a guessin'. Nineteen seventy four you said? Correct. Okay. I'm gonna do something that I never do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the well for, for this one <laughs> that I already answered wrong. I'm gonna go with the Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Alright, locking in with Dungeons and Dragons and Ken?
2: Going with uh, categories. All
0: right. Well, this one actually is Dungeons and Dragons. So, You're kidding. <laughs> oh, good job going back to the well. Um, yeah. T- I was thinking of the wrong kind of chainmail. <laughs> uh, chainmail was, um, I believe, it was like the rule system for combat, which is what kind of developed for what they used in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, he actually had a bunch of different names that he was going to call it. Um, he ran it, ran it by his two-year-old daughter, and she said, "I like Dungeons and Dragons," and that's how the name came about. Good old Gary Gygax. Gary Gygax. So points for Dan. Moving on to question four, what is the solved conclusion for a game of Connect Four? All
2: right. So you said solved conclusion. Mm-hmm. S O L V E D.
5: Yes. I have no idea what you're asking, so I'm gonna pass.
0: Okay. Uh, Ken tapping out. And Dan, what did you say?
2: Okay. I. I it's it's kind of convoluted, but I'm gonna say that um, if the first player plays into the middle row, they can't lose the game unless they make a mistake on their rent
0: and that is correct the solved conclusion for connect four is the first player always wins um the first player cannot lose if they play the the center role with a perfect play um and that's what a solved game is oh (laughs) i guess you have to know what a solved game is in order to answer that question yeah i've never heard that term Ah. well now you know for next time question five the most financially successful of the game master series of board games this game, first released in 1981, focuses around a particular historical reenactment.
5: Hmm. Okay, I'm in.
2: Ah. Uh, wow, you brought the thunder with these. <laughs> well,
0: so the problem with writing questions in the category you don't know anything about is it's really hard to judge difficulty. Um, so, I, I had no idea if these were easy or hard.
2: Apparently they were hard, so... Well, but they've all been gettable so far. Mm -hmm. All right, 1981, that would have been right around the time that this came out. So I'm going to, just because it's historical and I have no other guess, I'm going to go with axes and Allies.
0: Okay, and Ken?
2: That is um, possibly the answer. I went with Stratego, though.
0: And the answer is Axis and Allies. Okay, wow. Good job, Dan.
3: (laughs) I didn't think that one was too bad. When you said historical event,
0: though, Mm -hmm. I mean, like,
3: that game opens with bombing Pearl Harbor. Right. You don't get much more specifically historical than that, so (laughs) that would have been my guess. So I feel like that was a really good question.
0: All right, so going into the finals, Dan, you're actually up 230 to 145, Uh, playing a killer game so far.
2: Yeah, we've we've come to my weakness, though, um, interpreting the categories and actually wagering correctly on them. So
0: what I'm going to do is read 10 categories, um, and you're going to be able to choose five of them. Um, Team Triviality will be able to work together to solve these finals, um, being able to wager zero to 30 in each of the categories. Ready to hear the categories?
2: Yes, let's do it.
0: Okay. Number one, AKAs. Number two, disrespected. Number three. No pets allowed. Number four, steamed hams, but it's a trivia question. Number five, lyrical steak. Number six, wait, who said that? Number seven, do you play basketball? Number eight, what's the deal with this 90s question? Number nine, I also like to live dangerously. And number 10, Heisman
2: talk. I think I'm good.
0: All right. And Dan, what are the five categories you're going with?
2: I think I'm going to go with AKA, steamed ham, lyrical steak. Yeah, I'll take that one. Um, what's the deal with this 90s category? And Heisman talk.
0: I figured you for Heisman talk, to be honest. All right. So we're going with AKAs, steamed hams, but it's a trivia question, lyrical steak, what's the deal with this 90s question, and Heisman talk. All right. uh, So you guys can put your wagers together and then we'll get that in and start reading the questions. The wagers are locked in. You guys ready for the questions? Let's do it. Okay. In AKAs. Albert DeSalvo was better known by this name, probably what we'd call Homer Simpson if he was a Celtics fan. Question two in steamed hams, but it's a trivia question. And this is literally just a Simpsons question. While Superintendent Chalmers had never heard the phrase in Utica where he's from, Principal Skinner claims it's an expression from this New York area. In question three, lyrical steak. The beef between 50 Cent and this rapper is now officially old enough to vote. Whenever 50 says something about him, he's always on time with his response. Question four, what's the deal with this 90s question? Heather DeLock had a lot in common with Jerry Seinfeld in an early 1990s video by this band. Question five, Heisman talk. In one of the most stacked Heisman races of all time, in 1997, Charles Woodson won this award edging out Randy Moss, Ryan Leaf, and this noted pizza connoisseur.
6: Calling all kids in the car, Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
2: You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So, listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. That makes sense,
3: yeah. Um, And the other one's Peyton Manning, for sure. Because Ryan Leaf was taken number one over Peyton Manning the next year in the draft.
5: He was? Yeah. Uh, Okay. uh, How'd how'd that choice pay off?
3: Bombed out to the Chargers almost immediately. He All has right. a little bit of a problem with alcohol, if I'm not mistaken. A little problem.
4: Um, so I, I think it might be Jot Rule. I don't know. I think so. Because I, I just, yeah. it's always on 104.3, no. no. the Jans. No, it, it is. It's John um,
3: uh, Cool. I feel good about two
4: of them. So we're not going to finish with zero. Well, t- the first two are Simpsons references. You guys watch The Simpsons. I don't watch The Simpsons. So so what was the question?
5: Homer Simpson
3: as yeah. a Celtics fan.
4: Yeah. Is there
5: a nickname for Celtics fans? What would you fans? call a Celtics fan?
4: Yeah, Albert Albert De Salvo and then if Homer was a Celtics fan, isn't there like a name um for um Bo- no, I don't know if it's a Boston oh it could be like the Boston Strangler or um could it be a serial killer? That's not bad because you know Homer
5: always grabs Bart by the neck.
4: Oh, yeah, that could be. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm fine. I the name's De Salvo sounds like a serial killer to me. Um I feel like I might have read about it, but now that you say...
3: Okay, so what do we know about... Um, I'm assuming this is another non-metropolitan New York City. So steamed ham. So it's, we're it's looking not, for It's not a- like uh, Albany or Syracuse oh, right. or Syracuse. Buffalo
4: or... Like a buffalo ham, Syracuse ham. The Catskills. Catskills. Maybe Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo.
5: I, I really don't know,
4: though.
0: It's just my favorite meme, so I thought I'd ask. Yeah. It. I didn't expect to have...
5: How did it blow up 30 years later? <laughs> I
0: don't know. If you've ever seen like steamed hams, but it's whatever, those are all the memes yeah. that are like all over the place. 90s
4: band. She's in a... So what What famous video would have a girl in it in the that's very 90s? It have... She's in an abstinence contest. Yeah, I, I I think I might know the name, but I, I can't place it. Well,
3: we're talking about Seinfeld the show. If we're talking about Seinfeld the person, I mean, he lives in the Hamptons, you know, big New York guy, drives a bunch of Porsche. Oh, yeah. You didn't
4: say Seinfeld the show. You said it's Jerry Seinfeld. Oh. Oh. B-movie. Oh um, I mean... That's yeah. That's too. It's too late. I don't know. You don't know. Um, I, was, I just want to go. Aerosmith. I don't know yeah. why I'm saying that.
3: But you guys all locked in. Yep. Yeah. It's not uh, Dishwalla counting blue cars.
0: All right. Dan is locked in, and Neil is kicking himself repeatedly over here right now. <laughs> so, question one. Uh, triviality betting thirty. Uh, Dan just betting ten. Uh, Dan, what did you say for question one?
2: The Celtics fan is what did it for me. He's always choking Bart, so I went with the Boston Strangler.
0: Yeah, so for this one,
4: um, I said it might be the Boston Strangler from the Serial Killer, because uh, I remember the name, and then Ken was like, oh, well, Bart, or, uh, Homer always chokes Bart, and it kind of fits. We also went with the Boston Strangler.
0: Answer is Boston Strangler. Uh, good job both teams there.
4: We have a uh, hillside strangler around these parts, except it's a highway. It is a highway, <laughs> but there also was a killer named the Hillside
2: Strangler right. as well. And to bring it all back, in uh, Seinfeld it was the Lopper, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's
0: right, yeah. <laughs> the Lopper. <laughs> All right. Uh, question two, steamed hams. Uh, Dan wagering 20 and triviality with 30. Uh, Dan, what did you say?
2: Um, I think I remember him saying, no, you wouldn't have heard of it in Utica. It's an Albany thing. So I said Albany.
0: Okay. Uh, going with Albany. What did you guys say?
2: So, yeah, we were
4: behind uh, b- or between Albany and Buffalo and Ithaca and all these other ones. And then we just we didn't really know. So we just went with Buffalo.
0: Yes, it is more of an Albany expression. Uh, points for Dan there. Uh,
4: I did not hear this expression when we were in Albany.
0: It it didn't come up when you were there. All right, question three in Lyrical Steak. Um, Dan just betting 10, triviality going with 30. Uh, Dan, what did you have on this one?
2: Um, I I didn't have a clue on this except for something that, again, Scott Barber keeps coming up on this show here. (laughs) Um, Something that he shared with us the other day was um, how 50 50 Cent um, reacted to the news that – that Rick Ross was was ill, and it was if he dies, he dies from yeah, Rocky. Dolph so I'm uh, I, I'm gonna go with Rick Ross on that.
0: Okay, going with Rick Ross. And what did you guys say? Well, uh, I'm not always
3: there when you call, but I'm always on time. Figuring that was your reference, we went Jaw Rule.
0: The answer is Jaw Rule. Uh, Fifty Cent is beast with lots of people, so I can understand where you would think, especially
3: people who've been living it up. Yeah.
6: <laughs> I'm living
4: it up. Ugh. That's I, I do a better DMX than a Ja Rule, though. That's fair. What? Ugh. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Neil's going to give it to you. Uh, all right. Question for uh, cause for concern for a couple of teams here, it seemed like. Uh, Dan wagering 30, Triviality also with 30. Uh, triviality, what did you guys say?
4: We tried to figure out what a connection between this person and Jerry Seinfeld would be. We could not think of anything, so we just said, "Oh, well, maybe it's comedians in cars getting coffee." And then we thought of bands that had a lot of cars in them. I guess the
2: videos with like people on it. So we just went with Aerosmith, just you know, for no reason. All
0: right. And Dan,
2: this was my moment of the show. I think, if I'm right, if I'm wrong, then I'm I'm living this all up for nothing. Um, I, I was concentrating so much on the show Seinfeld that I didn't think of his other projects. And when I started going through his his other projects the B movie came to me. And since I'd never heard of this Heather DeLoke, I figured she was just someone inconsequential. And that's when I remembered no rain by blind melon. And I'm, if if that's right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out to a casino as soon as I'm done here and, Put my mortgage on it.
0: Yeah, well, I would gas up that car because the answer is Blind Melon. Uh, yeah. Oh my. She was the B-girl, uh, having a little bit in common with Jerry Seinfeld. It's that a, like the,
5: the, B-movie, but every time they say B, it plays B-movie. Yeah,
0: I must have been watching a lot of memes when I wrote these, to be honest. Well, you guys were discussing and you said B-movie, and I thought that you'd be able to get to it from there. But Did we? Oh, I didn't even... Jeff said B-movie, but no. as usual, we ignore Jeff when he talks. It's usually the smart He says play. so much, though.
4: <laughs> It's hard to know when to pay right. attention. Jeff yeah. Jeff's words are like a prospector in old California. Like, mm-hmm. you, there's a lot of dirt in there, but you gotta you gotta <laughs> sift it out, sift it out All right. for gold.
0: Uh, question five: Heisman talk. Um, triviality going twenty-five. Dan only with ten. Uh, Dan, what did you say?
2: Pizza is uh, for for me. That's that's Peyton Manning.
0: Yeah, when you think when you think pizza, you're going Peyton Manning usually.
2: Every time I think of pizza, I think of Peyton Manning.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, Triviality. What did you guys say? I, I don't think
3: of Peyton Manning when it comes to pizza. Being from Chicago, we have a lot of options that are good. Better um, than Papa John, Much better than Papa John's. Um, but I do feel like he's on your side. Um, he did also come runner-up to Ryan Leaf uh, in the 1998 draft. We said Peyton Manning.
0: And the answer is Peyton Manning. How is Ryan Leaf doing these days? <laughs> you know, I'd have to look it up. Cause I, <laughs> I don't know what uh, Starbucks he works at right now. But
5: <laughs> So, Neil, you know what this means. Yeah, uh, You're getting kicked uh, out we're, we're the gonna window. have to we're gonna have to pull a new
4: sound clip. I know from, we have from Game of Death. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, to speak of yeah, what Ken is talking about in the editing process, we've never had to pull a new sound clip for someone who defeated Kareem, which in the movie Bruce Lee does defeat Kareem by breaking his neck and so, suffocating him. So let's uh, get those final scores.
0: Yeah, all right, and after the final round, uh, Dan with two ninety to Trivialities one seventy. Uh, you have you've climbed the pagoda and. Uh, become victorious.
3: Fatality.
0: Yeah, great job today, Dan. Uh, You are pretty much on top of all of those categories. So um,
4: it's all of that uh, trivia notebooking you and Jeffrey Seguritan are doing. You
2: guys are you're just seriously cleaning up those engines. It's 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 seriously helping a lot. Things keep coming up that I, and I'm going to add some questions from this show into it too. Anytime I get something wrong somewhere, I add it to the, uh, to the notebook so I can remember, try to remember it.
0: Well, after today, it's probably only going to be a couple of lines. It seems like. So. Yeah.
2: Not too much of a full notebook today. There were a couple moments today that just kismet was on my side. I yeah. think it, things just lined up in my head. That doesn't always happen.
0: Oh well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dan. Uh, any last words before we boot you from the pagoda? I'm pretty sure we're the ones who've been booted from the pagoda. No, well, we still pay rent here, so he's, he's got to go.
2: Well, I, I just want to thank you for let me for letting me come on and do this. I I really enjoy you guys. Show the show is is amazing. I I, I absolutely love it. Um, the quick shout out to uh, to my to my brothers in the Sinister Six, uh, Jeffrey and Mike and Scott and Philip and Wesley. You all know that uh, and I love you guys and uh, can't wait for you to come on here and take a shot at the Pagoda, too. So thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it.
4: No, thank you. One of our favorite uh, favorite listeners and and people uh, meeting in person. And uh, yeah, you're always welcome. The doors always open here. Uh, and anytime you're in Chicago, join our team and and we'll have to take over the world a little bit. So yeah, and since we're laying uh, face down with our neck snapped on the floor, would you like to do the honors of
5: giving us the that was triviality?
2: All right. Um, and that was triviality.
0: Match. hey
2: unlock the thing take the chain off hey Brick show you're going nowhere I got you for three minutes three minutes of play time ah! You're- ah!